Hey everybody, Dan here, wishing you a happy Saturday, or whenever it is that you are listening to this. Um, today we are doing a throwback episode to one of my favorite movies of all time. This is the Fess Parker first part of a two-part um, serial, which was put, well actually it was three parts of a serial that was put together into the original Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, and... Here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Hi ho, hi ho. It's off to work we go. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. Green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett. So they sent him off to Washington town With his best dress suit, still his buckskin's brown A living legend of growing renown Davy, Davy Crockett, the Cambridge Congressman Just a minute, Your Honor. Hiya, Davy. Bushwhacker, I wondered when you were going to show up. Bar wrestler, you. How are you? Hey, I put up with your singing them lines about me, but printing them for everybody to read is going too far. Well, they helped put you here, didn't they? Yeah, I now i got to live up to them. Do you think I'm going to address like any self-respecting congressman? No. i got to go in there like the king of the wild frontier, thanks to you. Well, Davey, that's downright ungrateful. Here I come all the way from the old Bayern River just to wish you luck on your maiden speech. Well, you just get yourself up there in the gallery. You're going to hear a real gully one. I'm David Crockett. Fresh from the backwoods. I'm half horse, half alligator, and a little touched with snapping turtle. <laughs> I got the fastest horse, the prettiest sister, the surest rifle, and the ugliest dog in Tennessee. <laughs> my father can lick any man in Kentucky, and I can lick my father. <laughs> I can hug a bear too close for comfort and eat any man alive opposed to Andy Jackson. <laughs> now, some congressmen take pride in saying a lot about nothing, like I'm doing right now. Others don't do nothing for their pay, but just listen, day in and day out. I wish I may be shot if I don't do more and listen. And the next time I get up before you, I'll have something to say worth saying. <laughs> Welcome, 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 all my fine feathered friends, neighbors, countrymen, Romans, centurions, Republicans, Democrats, whatever your political leanings are, to this very special election week, season, month, whatever they're calling it, episode of Be Kind, Rewind. This is your Disney movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dan Teets, and with me, as always... The man with the plan, the man with the power, Ichabod Bones. Lend us your ears, party people. And it is a lovely election time of the year. Finally, we can get rid of those ridiculous commercials. Oh. Alexis, I don't know what I heard. What is that to set off Alexa? Oh, it's going to be a great evening.
Yes, in case you cannot tell, when the t- by the time that this podcast is officially released, we may still not have a president. Probably not. But we are not here to discuss presidential politics, unless you are talking about Andrew Jackson and how he was a scoundrel. <laughs> we are instead here to discuss Davy Crockett, King of the Old Wild Frontier, and the Disney... Um, yeah, how would we describe this? Because it's not, it wasn't a movie, it was like a, it was a bunch of shorts that they put together for the first of two movies. Oh, really? Yes, yes, this this was actually a a group of, I guess you would call it shorts. Or that does po- make sense, because toward the end I was like, this doesn't, this has no continuity. So now that makes sense that it's just a bunch of shorts. It's like basically a, a story of a redneck Donald Trump who was not narcissistic. The guy who comes into politics and is not a politician and just gets stuff done. Well, we know where you're landing on this. Thank you, sir. We are <laughs> glad that you have voted for Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Young Yeezy, right? Yes. Or whatever he, whatever his name is. Yes, whatever. Is... Joe Rogan, by the way, that was that was quite a podcast. No, I did not hear that one. I have to go back ago. and listen yeah. to it. Oh wow, yeah. That's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> yes, that 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 is true. As I have stated, tonight's podcast is on Davy Crockett, King of the Old Wild Frontier. It was released to mass syndication to the movie theaters, according to the good old Wikipedia, on May the 25th, 1955. It did $2.15 million in box office revenue. Not bad, especially for something that, looking back on it, people had probably watched every episode of this prior to going into the movie theaters. But oh, that comes out to just a little bit under $21 million. It said twenty point eight eight for today's revenue. Which, I mean, not bad for, once again, a TV show that Disney put together because they wanted something to come out. And... Wow. So this was just a TV show that they seemed up to all stitch it together and made it into a movie. Yes. Wow. I did not know that. Well, that is what we are here to do. We are here to inform. We are here to cause discussions. <laughs> we are here to get people wondering why we are talking about young Yeezy <laughs> and his wife, Kim Kardashian, and how he is going to end up as our 46th president of the United States. I joke. I kid. Please do not stop the podcast unless it is to write us and tell us that we are wrong. Wow. So Kentucky split their electoral votes. Wow, they gave eight to Trump and three to Biden. First state in. And as you will see for the rest of tonight, we will be getting running political commentary from Icky, who is watching it on his phone. So by the end of the episode, we may have the first six or seven states reporting in. And we will have a very bad indicator of how the night is going because there are still 300 million um, write-in ballots that have to be counted. Maybe we, maybe I should just hold off on it. Maybe we should just not do this running thing because if we have any fans who are listening who are of a certain persuasion, they may or may not be happy with the results. <laughs> so maybe we should not rub salt in the wounds of those who are voting for the person who, shall we say, does not win. All right, I'll keep quiet. By the time you're watching this, you already know the results anyway, so no need to bring it back up. Yes, it it, it may it may be salt in the wounds, and we may list and we may lose one of our listeners as a result, and we definitely do not want that. And 
as if on cue, the polls are closed in Georgia. <laughs> it just popped up on my phone. So, all right. Well, I take it from your getting back to the Davy Crockett podcast already in, po- already in progress that this was your first time watching? First time watching it. I mean, I'm familiar with Davy Crockett. Who's not? I've heard the song, but as far as I didn't even know there were episodes. Yeah, so no, I'd never seen it. Oh, this is... And in, in going back to my childhood, this is one that I can say that I've watched three, four, five times, and it's just in my childhood, and then it was something that would, whenever it was on after that, I'd sit down and watch until I had to go do something. Yeah, see, that's me with next week's episode, Lady and the Tramp. I've seen that dozens of times. I could quote most of the movie. When I was a kid, I ran that VHS until it wouldn't play anymore. Love it. Wait, you ran a VHS tape until it wouldn't run anymore? That's like like a $200 videotape, man. What are you doing? (laughs) We even had the fancy videotape rewinder, so you didn't rewind it in your VCR, so it wouldn't wear it out. Yeah. Well, I wish that I would have had a VCR. I did not have one growing up. I grew up on NBC, ABC, CBS, and then the Married with Children station when that came along in the mid-80s. So I did not get any of those. I did not have cable. I did not have uh, DirecTV or Pegasus or whatever it was called back in those days. Yeah, and yet you watch this movie. Yes. Very good. Because it was because it was one that actually ran on ABC when it wasn't football season or football season. <laughs> All right. So the movie itself begins with the words, "We extend our thanks and gratitude to the members of the Cherokee Indian Nation of North Carolina, to the forest rangers of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and to the people of Tennessee and Texas." For their generous cooperation in the filming of this story. And then we actually get into the movie proper. Which begins with Andrew Jackson asking one of his top lieutenants where Davy Crockett is. Only to be told that he's out hunting. Jackson sends the Major, whose name I believe is Norton. Yeah, Major Norton, so I was right. And he sends Major Norton out to find him. Only to be told by um, Georgie that Crockett is trying to grin down a bar or a bear, depending on how you actually say the word. It's bar in this movie, so that's what we're going to stick with. The Major interrupts the interrupts Davy, and Davy is thrown off of his thoughts, and he has to resort to killing a bear with a knife. And, of course, the um, death shot was off-screen, as is the case in most Walt Disney movies. And so we cut to the troops bringing back the bear and Andrew Jackson telling Davy that he's out or that he's going to be sent out to scout out the Redskins. And so the party sets out and soon the Major's upset because they haven't found any Indians. And so the Major takes his troop of people and Davy and Georgie set off on their own, but Davy's concerned about the majors wanting to go off, quote unquote, alone. And 
of course, Davy's the one who actually finds a, a war party and he follows them back to camp. And they immediately head off to try to find the Major. And the Major is in the middle of a firefight. And so Davy and Georgie split up to surround the Indians. And I'm using that in a very broad term because Davy plays the Company A and Georgie plans the Company B. And they make it sound like there's more people than there actually is. And so the Indians are spooked and they take off. And the Major walks up and he asks, well, where's the rest of the people? And Davy and Georgie sheepishly say, well, I'm Company A and I'm Company B. And so they head back to camp and uh, General Jackson immediately orders the men to move out and attack the Indians. And the main... Indian, who is named Red Stick, he and Davy fight, and Davy ends up getting clubbed in the head, and he would have been killed if Georgie wouldn't have shot the guy that had come up to take his scalp. So, afterwards, Davy tells General Jackson that he's leaving, and General Jackson's not happy about this, and so he sends Major Norton out to barricade the um, bridge, but Davy just walks past and says, we'll be back. And he returns home and he tells that he tells his wife that he wouldn't leave until they have enough food for them to last the winter. And so the story jumps ahead a little bit and we find Major Norton in Florida. And that's where Red Stick and all of his Indians are out, camped out. And... Uh, he's not happy, but Davy's like, well, everybody else has gone out and they haven't been able to find them, so let me go try to find them. And they find um, fresh Indian tracks, and so they split up, and Georgie ends up getting hit in the head by one of the Indians. And Davy crosses the lake and almost gets attacked by an alligator. And we cut to Georgie telling Red Stick that he came alone, but then Davy shows up and tries to talk reason with Red Stick, and instead, um, Red Stick says, well, I'm not going to listen to Reason, because what has Reason gotten us but being driven off of our lands? And so, Davy's like, all right, well, then I challenge you to Indian combat by Tomahawks, and Red Stick and Davy fight, and the battle ends with Davy again trying to use his grin down your opponent, but Red Stick attacks and he gets overcome by Davy because Davy turns it around and spares his. And so the winter ends and Davy and Georgie set off to find a piece of land. And they find one and head back to the fort to see about getting a deed. And this just ends up roping them into a shooting match. And Davy wins the shooting match by shooting the second shot directly in the hole from the first shot that he made. And the man who's in charge of deeds asks Davy to settle down as magistrate, and Davy says he's not interested. And so he sets off and begins to build his cabin. And so he and Georgie have barely begun construction when his next-door neighbor, who is named Charlie Two Shirts, is spotted by Georgie. And Charlie True Shirts tells Georgie and Davy that he had been run off of his land by the 
guy that lost the shooting match, whose name is Bigfoot. And so Davy, Georgie, and Charlie march up to the cabin, and Bigfoot and Davy fight, and of course, Davy comes out on top. So later we cut back to a party that's, he that's being held in town, and the man that's in charge of the deeds tells Davy that the people of the town want for him to be the representative for their um, part of the uh, territory. Davy tells them that he will run, and Georgie, and no sooner had he done this, that Georgie hands him a letter telling Davy that his wife had died. And instead of grieving, he sets off to campaign and he wins the election. And so, a little bit of time's passed and Major Norton comes up and invites Davy to the Hermitage, which is where General Jackson is living. And General Jackson asks Davy to run for Congress. And of course, again, Davy wins. Now, after making his initial speech, he, Davy gets approached by Norton, who, advising, who advises him that he wants him to speak across the country. And so we see several different towns, all of which are um, welcoming Davy in. And we cut to Philadelphia, where Davy gets interrupted by Georgie, who tells him that the reason that he was sent out to speak was because there was an Indian bill that was trying to be passed. And so... Davy rushes back, he gets back to Congress, and makes an impassioned speech, and then he just rides off. We don't know what the actual result of the speech was. And so he climbs on a riverboat and announces to Georgie that he's heading for Texas, and he, as soon as they've gotten off and headed into Texas, they see a buffalo stampede, which is caused by one Indian who inevitably decides to be their guide. And so they're headed down south, and they're told by a family of Mexicans that the white men are all holed up in the Alabama. And they begin to head that way and are ambushed by some of Santa Ana's men who just so happen to chase them into the Alabama. And so the next thing that we see is Santa Ana offering a chance to surrender. And after several days of battle, Georgie approaches Davy about lack of ammo and no reinforcements, and so he decides to head off to Goliad for reinforcements. Several more days pass, and Georgie comes back and tells him that no help will be coming, and so Davy decides to sing a song. Yeah, you heard right. He sings a song, and the men all settle down for the night after Davy sings a song, and they all get woke up by the Spanish sounding a bugle, sounding for no quarter, which means there will be no prisoners taken, everyone's to be killed. And so the Spanish attack, and they breach the north wall, and one by one, all the men that are around Davy falls. And it's been made apparent by that Davy was the last man standing because no one else is standing when all of the um, Spanish Mexicans charge up steps and fall on. And so the movie ends with a call to remember the album. Alright, so, um, since you had no clue about this movie, even though you said you knew that Davy Crockett was the one that had the coonskin cap, even though Daniel Boone also had a coonskin cap. Yeah. But I think, weren't they contemporaries? I would assume they probably all, all were. Him and Johnny Appleseed probably played Xbox together back in the day. The original Xbox. Oh, I forgot about Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, he had a he had a coonskin cap too. That 
turned into a um, pot whenever he needed to boil some apple <laughs> butter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I wonder if that wasn't a marketing ploy by Disney to make oh. people want to go out and buy the coonskin caps. Yeah. Didn't the bully from the Christmas movie have a coonskin cap, too? The red-headed bully? Yes, he did, and that was around this time, I think. Yeah, so that makes sense. So, if you were either a frontiersman in the 1800s or a bully from the late 50s, <laughs> you wore a coonskin cap and were known as the king of whatever you were. Sounds good to me. So, yeah, let, let's let's dive into this. Because this, if it would have been a regular feature-length film instead of something that was put together from different episodes of the Disney TV show, or whatever it was running on, might have been way Wide World of Sports back Yeah. during the off-season of football between the Olympics and things like that. Could have been. That um, this would be my favorite movie, just because I'm a history buff, and Davy Crockett's always been one of those that's that's appealed to me, I guess would be the best way to say it. Despite the fact that looking back on it now, there were definitely racist undertones. This is the first movie, by the way, that I've seen on Disney Plus that had that little disclaimer at the beginning. I've never seen it. You know, all the movies that we've watched, it's never had that until now. And and I and I'm actually glad that you brought that up because it was also on Lady and the Tramp, and yes. I didn't unless it was because of the stereotypes that were. I'm guessing that if we went back today and watched the old movies that we've already watched, that disclaimer would be there. I think they just, like this weekend, they just uh, put it up on all their, across the whole platform. I'm guessing. Could be wrong, but I'm guessing if we went back and watched Fantasia or Peter Pan or Pinocchio, that warning would be there. Well, maybe not Fantasia, unless maybe. it was for the drug references. Yeah, or the <laughs> gratuitous fairy nudity. Yes. Or whatever it was, half horse, half centaur, or whatever. I don't know. Yes, that. And for those of you who don't know what we're list, what we're talking about, go back and listen to our Fantasia episode, where we discussed in very, almost graphic detail what we are discussing right now. And we will wait for you. And welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely glad that the Washington football team got a mention again. Oh yeah. But uh yeah. Andrew Jackson, not a good guy. No. And I don't really understand why Davy Crockett would well, I take that back. I do know why he would make it okay for him. It's probably because he looked up to the man. He might not have agreed with all of his politics, which once again Modern day. Don't right. agree with the politics, but you might admire the man. Right. Very loosely admire the man. <laughs> or you might not admire the man, but like his politics. Yes, exactly. But it was... I mean, I don't know if when I was watching it as a kid, I wasn't getting the undertone of like, oh, well, the reason why we don't want you in town is so that way you won't cause problems when we have this bill that's coming up. And so when Davy comes riding in, Edward Norton, I mean Major Norton, <laughs> is there to stop him and say, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in Philly. 
born and raised. On a playground was where he spent. Yeah, West Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes, but I, if they mentioned how the actual vote went, I didn't catch it because the next thing that you see is him just riding off pretty much into the sunset. Yeah. And then you start to hear Georgie sing about how his days as a politician were done because he stood up for what he believed in. Which, yeah. I mean, once again, modern day, it's it's this is one of the movies that has so much modern day parallels, especially yeah. with this being the election season. Yep. Except <sighs> Davy Crockett was a a fine, upstanding, likable fellow and. Donald Trump's a boorish, arrogant prude, but he stands up to the the swamp, as you could say, the politicians. He's not a politician, and that's the comparison we can make right to Davy Crockett. He's not a politician, and he's, he came into politics and stood up for what he believed in. Like him or don't like him, that's what the Trumpster is doing. The Trumpster fire. Oh boy, yes, the the Trumpster fire. That's. I don't think I've actually heard that. Is that a, no? Is I just it, made it up. I literally oh. just made that. That should be what we call the 2020 election, the Trumpster fire. <laughs> actually, I think that's what we should call 2020. You are right. You are right. I, on the other hand, am not not a big history buff at all. I don't, history just bores me. Um, so this movie was a the sloggiest slog of all the slogs one has ever slogged. Like, there have been some of the movies that we watched that that we've talked about having to do two or three settings. It took me, like, literally, I'm not exaggerating, ten hours to watch this. It took me all day to watch this movie. I'd watch about 20 minutes and go, oh, man, this sucks. I'd go watch dishes, come back, watch a little bit. Oh, my gosh, this movie is terrible. Then I'd go eat lunch, then I'd go on some errands and come back. When is this movie going to be over? Oh, the beginning I liked because it reminded me of of Disneyland as a kid, Frontierland and the Davy Crockett and running through the woods with the with the rifle and all that. It did remind me of Disneyland, but I was like, I'm so not into politics or not politics, yeah, politics either. But I'm so not into history. I just it bores me to death. So this movie was I don't want to say my least favorite, but it's definitely on the the bottom end for me. And that's just because I don't like history. I don't. It was still entertaining, but it was just like oh my gosh. So I wasn't the biggest fan. Well, it was actually a but if you if you broke it up into its bits and pieces, like you sat down and watched the first 20 minutes, which was the Davy goes and fights a very badly portrayed Native American. <laughs> that was terrible. Named Red Stick. I kid yeah. you not. Which, that's about the only thing that I didn't do. I didn't go back and look and see if Red Stick was a actual um, Native American. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, indigenous person, I think is the proper terminology yeah because really none of us are native right even the native americans weren't native we all humankind sprung up in the middle east right in the fertile crescent yeah. and migrating here so there were no native americans yeah. but anyway i digress i'm a troublemaker <laughs> i'm a contrarian by nature forgive me pardon me no hey it's fine contrarians are what makes this nation but yeah if if you took each piece of the TV show as a piece it probably would have worked better if it's not something that you're actually shall we say intrigued by I guess is probably the right way to say it that's so funny that it works out like that because you had mentioned that this was several shorts just combined together and I didn't realize that but that's probably the way it worked for me I probably watched one short and said alright I, I need a break from this and went and did something else and then 
watched another short and said, all right, that's enough. I probably broke it into seven or eight individual pieces. How how strange is that? Wow. Yeah, it actually, according to the Wikipedias, which is going to be our source of all things important, it is a edited compilation of the first three episodes of the Davy Crockett television miniseries. Okay. Which is Davy Crockett Goes to Congress, Davy Crockett at the Alamo, and Davy Crockett, I'm trying to figure out how to say this to not offend anyone. It says Indian fighter, so at least it didn't say Redskin Scalper or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which would mean that you're trying to get tickets on the 50-yard line at FedEx Field, <laughs> to me. But, yeah, and my big problem with this is you got the first two parts and then you have him go off and die i kind of feel like davy did some things between going off to congress and dying at the alamo and i yeah. guess that might be where the second movie comes in they raise back up a zombified davy crockett and set him out on the on the pirate and it's so funny that you should say that, because as they were in the Alamo, I was thinking, this is bringing back memories of playing Red Dead Redemption, the original <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. And in Red Red Redemption, at least in the DLC, John Marston dies and becomes a zombie and comes back. So you just tied it all together, my friend. The whole world is interconnected. Wow. That's the way things actually work. I was wondering, after it was over and I saw that there was a sequel, I'm like, but didn't he... But did you die? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, and... Once again, going to the internets, I'm trying to figure out, because the the second movie was actually Davy Crockett, something like Fights the River Pirates or something like that. Yeah, probably just another collection of shorts. Yeah. You said. But I can't find the actual piece where it shows what makes up that one. Because somehow I feel like both of them died with, or ended with him dying at the Alamo. <laughs> Okay. Which may be part of my misremembering my childhood or something like that. Because you know how how that always happened. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the Mandela. All over again. Yeah. So so we've got we've got Davy Crockett at the Alamo. And did you notice that he was the final um figure at the very end of the movie? Hmm. No, I guess I didn't catch that. Because okay. it it broke down. I mean, you had his, you had Georgie die. Of course, you had Jim Bowie die because he was bum rushed by like 35,000 Spanish, Mexicans, whatever they were, in the chapel. How cool was that? There was an, a cameo by the inventor of the Bowie knife, right? Yes. How, that was very awesome. I was like, no way. How cool is that? And see, it, it all ties into another part of, of, my, of my favorite from history because i love the story of the alamo because it's all 13 that that in and of itself is 13 days speaking of bringing in favorites i think at one point he said they were all going to go off and drink some mountain dew so bam tied together with a bow we don't need to do anything else end of the episode drinks mountain dew we can end it there (laughs) and that may be our outro for this show (laughs) (laughs) and remember kids Davy Crockett drank Mountain Dew, and you should too. As I sip on my diet, um, Mountain Dew Zero. <laughs> yes, but the but 
getting back to the um the people dying. Bowie died. Georgie seemed like he was one of the first ones to get picked off. He got hit by a sniper from like seven miles away, who was shot by Bradley Cooper, I think. I'm not sure. They didn't show him on on stream. Yeah. Then you had the gambling man that somehow got wrangled in to go with them, and I really don't understand what his whole deal was. But by the time that they made their last stand, he had actually grown a pair of, I think they called them cojones, <laughs> south of the border. And so he got shot. And then Indian uh, Buffalo Stampede gets shot. And then you see Davy Crockett standing up in the corner of the um, barricade. And he's got like three whole troops of Spanish people running at him. And then it fades to black. And he's just smacking him with his rifle like it's a baseball bat, just smacking him. Well, I mean, back then, that was how you hit home runs. <laughs> he, was probably, he must have been out of ammo. Or didn't have time to load it. Pack yeah. the powder in. And... Well, yeah, because there wasn't anybody else to actually hand him um, shotguns full of ammo because it took, like, several seconds to load it because it was the, the blasting yeah. cap, then the powder, then the... I mean, it it wasn't like today's where you pull out your Betsy and shoot people when they come through your door. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it, it was... I don't know... Speaking of Betsy Jr., who just made an appearance on the show, and thank you for showing up, and thank you for leaving before somebody gets shot. <laughs> no, what you talking about? But, I mean, I, I don't know if they just... Threw that bit in where he was the last person standing to bring the whole miniseries back into a nice, tidy bow. Because after that, it goes to him and them saying, well, let's all remember the Alamo and we got to fade to black. Definitely had that lasting heroic effect, right? Yes. that That's the word I'm looking for. But yeah, it's, you, got, you, got your, you got your last man standing match at the Alamo featuring Davy Crockett against all of the 15,000 Spanish that were flooding in. And so he just ended it, and that ended the show. Yeah, that was it. But yeah, I'm definitely interested as to how they're going to bring him back to life with this for the second movie, because the second movie is Davy Crockett and the River Pirate. Maybe this was the world or Disney's first ever prequel. I'll go with that. I'll, I'll I'll allow it just because I don't I don't know how else to actually figure it out because because th- this was three parts of a five part miniseries. So if you got three parts, then that would leave two. So they would have to do like the other two, and then bring him back to the Alamo and kill him. That's what I'm thinking. Just like Red Dead. <laughs> yep, it all ends at the Alamo. I'm. St- Starting to think, the more I'm thinking about this movie, that there wasn't an actual fight with the exception of his first fight with Redstone. And of course, the one where he's mobbed by every single Spanish officer flooding into the Alamo that he actually lost. Yeah. Because he won the second one by grabbing the tomahawk out of Red Stick's hands. He beat the fool out of Bigfoot because... Speaking of tomahawks. Yes, since this, since this is an audio media, I will explain to you what just happened. Icky just pulled out a Creek Indian Kanji T-Hawk. Yep. Which is not one of our sponsors, unfortunately. I wish it was, because that would make for some great... But it is a 
It's a tomahawk. It is an actual tomahawk. So he was. So he won that fight, and then he beat up Bigfoot because that was the big guy's name that stole Charlie Two Shirts' land. Which how's that for a name of a neighbor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about racial profiling and stereotyping you have a man run in that georgie thinks is an is an indian that's just trespassing on your land and then davy's like no that's charlie two shirts <laughs> so named because he was wearing a long sleeve shirt and probably a short sleeve shirt underneath that when he was first brought into town <laughs> yeah I, I mean some of the names that they had in this were laughable because he had Bigfoot, which I don't even know what his last name is. Foot. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Mr. Mr. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Charlie Tushart. Then you had Edward Norton. I mean, Major Norton. <laughs> Major Payne, which was what he probably should have been named. Probably. <sighs> and then you had old Georgie. Which, oh, old Georgie. Which Georgie was actually a legitimate person from the olden times and i think um, major norton was as well the other people without going stopping the podcast looking on the internet to try to find out if they were real people it may have just been made up to give the movie or to give the tv show a little bit of a a rounding out a little bit of disney fight artistic license huh yes something something to that effect that's the that's probably the best way to put it so you didn't like it i loved it but now that i'm looking back on it i'm starting to see flaws i'm just not a history guy i mean i like the movie in general i like the i laughed i literally belly laughed at the fight scenes when the native americans are getting shot and they just oh and they dive into the water it was so that was funny it was like are you kidding me <laughs> well I think the reason for that was so that way they didn't have to um, show blood. Yeah. Splatter. A drop of blood was shown. Well, there was one drop when, when the guy had a slash across his forehead toward the end when he came into the Alamo, I think. Okay. Right? That's the only blood that I saw. And he went to wipe it, and it was already dry. <laughs> it didn't come off. <laughs> and as is a typical Disney movie, most deaths appeared off screen because when Davy ran in to kill the bear. Yeah. It just cut to them toting the 700-pound bear. Bar. It was a bar. Yes, exactly. I was grinning at a bar. What do you say? Grinning? No. Grin down a bar. Grin down a bar. Yes. <laughs> Which I still would like to know how that actually works, and I might try to sneak down to Carol Baskin's place. I think it's similar months. to. I think it's similar to staring at a goat, right? There were men who stared at goats, right? Probably similar to that. I don't know. I never watched that George Clooney movie. Nor did I, but I, it, I hear it's a thing. It's like the dim mock in martial arts. It's a touch of death. You just look at them and they just fall over. I thought that was called a fainting goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And we, and we and we will knock out a goat on that and move on. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else? on the movie itself proper before we move into the question about how this would be made today. Oh, well, no, I don't think so. I think that was, that's it for that part. Well, of course, today's impact on the movie, we would not have Redskins. Instead, they will be referred to as the Washington football team. <laughs> or the Native Americans, or I believe the 
official current phrase is the indigenous people of the United States. Yes. Um, I kind of found it funny that when Andrew Jackson was out riding to oversee the final quote-unquote battle between Red Stick and Davy, his right-hand man was wearing a red coat. Oh, didn't pick up on that. Was I had to rewind it. I was like, is that what I actually saw? And yeah, yeah Andrew Jackson is, is there in his dress blues and standing right next to him in a British infantry outfit is his right-hand man. <laughs> Whoops, looks like costuming made a mistake there. You dropped the ball. Yes. Um, of course, we can't go without mentioning the University of Tennessee Volunteers, <laughs> because they also made a appearance, and since then have not put on a good football season since Peyton Manning <laughs> left the football team. Um, we had Georgie say that he was more afraid of snakes and gators than he was of engines, <laughs> and on the actual caption, it was spelled I-N-J-U-N-S. <laughs> Oh, by the way, how about those baby alligators that they saw? They were, like, black with, like, tan stripes. They looked more like Gila monsters. I'm like, that is not a, that's not a gator. What is that? Well, I'm, I'm actually I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering if they actually pieced in parts of one of the Disney nature documentaries. <laughs> it looked like it, huh? For the um, alligators. Because when Davy Crockett ends up almost getting eaten by the gator, Davy's standing to the left and he punches to the right and the gator's to the left. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a very bad edit. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was also a nature documentary because you had the bears just standing up and being all bear-like. Yeah. As as Davy and George are riding through the country towards the Mississippi, I think, probably. But, yeah. One thing that definitely could not be mentioned today is there was actually a Bible reference, Thou Shalt Not Kill, when Davy Crockett was fighting Red Stick, which he yeah. obviously recanted that when he was at the Alamo. Yeah. And speaking of the um, Mountain Dew... I had to write it down that Andy Jackson said that he couldn't keep the stuff that the Mountain Dew in his decanter because it would eat the bottom out. <laughs> Yikes. So that's a uh, Fireball 151 <laughs> or some straight moonshine. <laughs> Probably some good old rot gut. Yes. And, of course, we had to mention, since this is an election year, that... At nearly 13 million people, America was busting at the scene. <laughs> and now we have 300 million. So it's just a very dated way to um, put a bow on what time period they were actually talking about. Because they were talking about going out west because we had 13 million people. And now one of the boroughs in New York, New York, New <laughs> York has like 30 or 40 million. And then, of course, we do have all of the reused footage from The Vanished, which was a very timely film because it showed where Davy Crockett went. But, oh yeah, because we had the stampede of the um, buffalo as well. Yeah. Which that was, that was at the very end of that movie. And then you see the one lone indigenous person chasing them on foot. Yeah. 
<sighs> so obviously all of those things would have to be cut out if they were to make a modern day retelling of Davy Crockett, which would make for an interesting movie to say the least. Yeah. To hear Chris Helmsworth climb up on a mountain and say, look at all of those indigenous people standing <laughs> out there. I feel sorry that I will have to go down and mow them down with old Betsy. <laughs> I noticed they all hang in a buffalo stand. Um, do you would be would you can you think of anything that would be reworked for the modern day retelling of Davy Crockett? Or is this one of those that you just leave it like it is because it is historical? No, I would have to how do I say this? It seems like every I don't know, do you think this movie had any kind of agenda behind it? Because I, I feel like any movie today would have to have some kind of agenda, some kind of political agenda behind it. I don't think this one did. I don't know. I think if a modern day one, it would be, it would have to be like, don't eat meat. Or I mean, there was a little bit of, of Davy Crockett standing up for minorities and yes, and uh, standing up for what is right and against against the big politics and stuff like that. So I guess that may be the, the agenda to this movie, which is a. A reasonable agenda. It's uh, respectable. Yeah, because I think it was actually even pointed out that when Bigfoot came out and stood on Charlie Two Shirts' front porch, that he was like, well, didn't you just get done fighting these guys and now suddenly you're on their side? And Davey yeah. said something to the fact that I'm not here because of that. I'm here because of the injustice that you're called and he signed a piece of paper which you burned in a fire yeah so get out here put up your dukes and i'll beat you into a well yeah is there any way that this is actually mirrored in color? short of the kid out of the christmas story wearing the coonskin cap you don't see too many people running around with those not anymore no and you don't see people standing up for the little people. It's always about big politics and not so much worried about what little man is going to say. It's just like, oh well, you just need to vote for me so that way you don't get this other crook that's coming in the office. Yeah. yeah. And what he has to. So, how does this fit into today's society? Or does it? I mean, once again, we're talking about a classic that, I mean, of course we're saying tongue in cheek that if it were to be remade today with Chris Helmsworth playing. Davy Crockett, all American Australian. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know if I think it would have to be more PC. It would have to be like a a transgender African American Wiccan. <laughs> I don't think you could just have a white guy do it. Well, and I mean if you think about that with Hamilton, I don't think Alexander Hamilton was a black guy. Or whatever Lin Manuel Miranda is. I think yeah. he's there's definitely some stereotypes that are being broken down with these current movies. Yeah. Because the latest um Little Mermaid had a black girl. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, an African American <laughs> Once again trying to be PC so that way we do not offend any of our listeners who do not want to listen to us except to find out how badly we <laughs> Breach the, the power politic, I guess is the best way to put it. Don't want to do that. No. This knows. So, I mean, with this being a movie about a man that stands up for the little person, doesn't like politics, 
even though he was a politician, and ends up sacrificing his life for the Texans. Go Houston. Beat the Vikings this weekend. <laughs> or whoever y'all are playing. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that it that it could actually be remade this way. Yeah, you bring up a good point with Hamilton. I haven't seen Hamilton. But it is on Disney+, Plus, and we will get to it in probably 25 years. We will. So I guess in, in that kind of a vein, it could be remade somehow. They would just have to take out some certain parts and minimize certain things and accentuate other parts. I'm sure they could figure it out. But would you want to? I mean, with with the, with the current Disney craze, especially getting to the next movie that we will be covering, Lady and the Tramp, which yeah. was just remade for Disney+, Plus, would you... I, I know that you can, but <laughs> would you actually want to? Should because, you? Just because you can doesn't mean you should, yes. right? Yeah. And I, I mean, it's a it's a it's a matter of the. I mean, this one stands up because it's once again a Disney Disneyfication, I think is the proper term. Yeah. That we have coined on this show. Yep. The Disneyfication of a great man's life that no doubt did some great things. Or else Walt Disney wouldn't have wanted to sit down and dedicate a five-part miniseries to him. Yeah. But it's one of those that needs to stay in the archives, doesn't need to be remade, just because it shows a different time of life. Yeah. It doesn't show, oh, well, we're going to sit here and we're going to PC this, PC this man that would fight the Indians until the Indians made sure that they understood what the white man stood for which yeah. the white man would then turn around three months later and break but then yeah. you would but then you would turn around and fight for your neighbor when he actually did had us had her stand for his and i gotta say good for disney too good for them for not just editing out all the questionable sections and just putting <laughs> a disclaimer yes this something is, about we need to learn from history and they set up a whole website about that process at the very bottom line of the disclaimer there was a website i didn't catch it but something about go here and see why we left it in and how we can learn from history i appreciate that of them yes that that was that was definitely a, that's a stand that may not be popular with people but then if that's the case are they going to bring back song of the south yeah or the redhead and empire to the caribbean yeah not saying that i agree with these the way the depictions were but it was the way things were back then, and we do need to study history and learn from it so that we don't do it again, right? Exactly. We've mentioned this in the podcast before. Yes, and with everything that is going on in the world, you may want a Disney-fied view of things. Yes. But, I mean, history is history, which unfortunately gets rewritten by the victors to toe their line and show what they saw happen. Exactly. Yep. And, I mean, when my little girl sits down to watch the movie, I'm going to put this one on just to let her see. This is this is a great man. Well, this is a actor portraying a great man. <laughs> Although yeah. Fess Parker was a great man, too. Please don't get me wrong, and please don't send your hate mail unless you want to. <laughs> to be kind, rewind, DMP at gmail.com but i'm going to sit her down and say this is what movies were like back before things got all pc and made proper for 
so you didn't offend people. Yeah. Because sometimes a little offense will smack you around and make you change. Who knows? Maybe by the time she's that old, TVs might be a thing of the past. It might be all Oculus Rift 360-degree completely immersive experiences. And I would love that to, to be... And like, what? You're looking at a flat screen? What the heck? What it's is It's like this? a baby's toy. Yeah. <laughs> but then you could, if it is all 3D, 360, you could actually pick the Indian that gets shot off the cliff <laughs> and get to see things from his point of view, too. That would be nice. Yeah. To see where the bullet actually came from and find out that it was actually a third gra- third shooter on the grassy knoll. <laughs> yes. And with that, we will end the podcast because we have definitely gone down a rabbit hole. Off the thank deep end, for sure. Thank you for listening to Conspiracies of 112263, hosted by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that guy's name? George Norrie, who does that that conspiracy alien talk show, radio show overnight. Oh, I know, I know the one that you're talking about. Because he was actually on with Chris Jericho on one of his podcasts. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a he's a strange bird, we shall say. <laughs> yeah. And leave it at that. Yeah. But for those of you who have stuck around, we want to thank you for listening. Please rate us, review us on uh, whatever the streaming that you are listening to us on. That's the only way that we are going to get extra listeners, except for word of mouth. And if that's the and if that's your calling, then go tell a couple of people about this. And tell them that you will not leave them until they tell a couple of people. And so forth and so on. This is a big pyramid scheme. No, yeah. not really. I kid again. Um, but yeah, please leave us reviews on iTunes. That's the only way that people will find us is by having more people um, finding out about us because we are rated higher. You can also send us emails. We are at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com the dmp stands for disney movie podcast um your next watching assignment because you know we always give you homework if you want to call it that is to watch lady and the tramp not the 2020 live action version no 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 the 1955 cartoon version which is once again going to have your little um pop-up stating that there are depictions made and go to this website but just power through it because that one is one of Icky's favorites and he will be back to tell you why oh yeah but until next time we want to thank you for listening um rate us review us send us emails we want to know what we're doing wrong what we're doing right what we can change or if you just want to back pat our backs we'll appreciate that too <laughs> because we like to hear from you so until the next time, um, be kind to each other. Wear your mask if you're going out in public. And don't let the voting results get you down, no matter how you voted. And we will say goodnight with that. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this.
Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Anything else? End Lady of the episode. Crockett drinks Mountain Dew. We can end it there. <laughs> and that may be our outro for the show. <laughs> and remember, kids, Davy Crockett drank Mountain Dew, and you should too.